0: Please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending Jeez. a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Once again. Tone. Let's go. Once again, it is Black Broadway Podcast. We are back, yo. Never stop, for real, man. Never left, yo, man. For real. I want to say a big, once again, thank you. Big shout-outs to any and everybody that ever tuned into an episode of Black Broadway. Anybody that ever came and just checked us out on the on, online at our website, blackbroadway.com. Please sign up for the email list. Get down with that check us out off a Twitter link, off an Instagram link, whatever, people all over the world, man, just thank y'all for riding with us, we still here, we ain't stopping, DC ain't shut down yet, did it, I don't know, I'm checking, I ain't seen nothing, I ain't hear nothing, so, as long as the city rolling, we rolling, and that's how we do, man, for real, before I even get started on this episode, I gotta say, man, you know, I do this one with a little bit of a heavy heart, for real, man, you know, I'm, I lost one of my... Good, good homies, man. Like, last week, it was just it was just crazy, man. Like, this violence that's going on across the nation, man. Everywhere. DC ain't special. It ain't no worse or better than anywhere else, man. It's just crazy everywhere, man. We got to do better, y'all, man. But uh, this episode is dedicated to my brother, man. Only nigga I know who get fly like me on the regular. My man, Fats, man. Miss you, boy. IP, man. Went down on on 14th street last week i don't know not not even last week i want to say you know a minute ago it's like two weeks from now from this moment where i recorded it you know but it don't matter feel like it was. it feel like it ain't really happened. it don't even feel real you know how when somebody die yo and that was your man hundred grand that's your man this man this dude was one of my favorite clients i'm talking about when i first started cutting on u street this is one of my favorite dudes came to the shop just always showed love, was fly, was cool, younger dude than me, and I was just like, man, you my nigga, man, you know what I'm saying, he admired my style, it was just like, yo, nah, you that nigga, I was like, that's what's up, man, respect, so from that point, man, we just been homies, man, seen this cat everywhere I go, but you know, I hear about it, and I'm just like, nah, this can't be for real. I go do the research, you know how motherfuckers turn into real investigative journalists when shit like that happens, so we are all the media outlets, I'm looking, I see the name, and I had no idea, man, yo. I had no idea my man's name was Delaney Epps, yo. It was so wild, that's my man, Delaney Epps, aka Fats, man, my guy, 100 grand, man, I had no idea, man, it Still, it wasn't even real, like, it was like, Nah, my nigga name ain't Delaney My nigga name Chris My nigga name Raheem or some shit Nah, nah, man It's just, it's too much, man, out here It's too much of that going on So I I dedicate this episode I dedicate the rest of my career trajectory To Fats And the brothers like Fats, man That was really out here And that was really somebody out here, man They got their whole life taken from them On some bullshit You know, you lose your whole life out here Like, yo, these people Like, not just the system The police, but just savages In general, just fucking Killers Do this shit, man Like, it's people out, it's cats out here The dude who did this Got caught three minutes later So his life flushed down the fucking toilet too For nothing I mean, you gonna wake up in the bang And be like, what the fuck was that even all about you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is stupid, man. Like we gotta stop. We gotta do better, y'all, you know man. Like this shit is. With the attacks on us from the outside, we can't be weakening our ranks from the inside like this, man. It's it's important that we don't fuck up like this, man. And that we stop letting ourselves defeat ourselves, man. So, like I said, this episode dedicated to fast. This whole project, this whole project called Life, is dedicated. To all the brothers who ain't make it. To all the cats who, you know what I'm saying, was struck down in their prime. Or before they even had their prime. Over some bullshit, man. We gonna do it for you. Somebody got to. They can't kill us all. Somebody got to keep it fly. So we on it, man. Pats, I got you, man. I got you, fast. So, with that being said, I got another brother who I do got, you know, shout out. And this is another... Again, unfortunate circumstance, but like I said, man, yo, life is real. Life has been real. Like we'll get into all of that <clears throat> as this episode progresses. But yo, life has been real. So, man, my guy, my homie, I don't know, we just going to call him C right now. My man C in the junk, down in um Florida, man, FLA, man. This man in the states down there, but he's our man from up here. He but he a Miami dude originally, man. But anyway, my man got his technology game up. Call me up, man. We rapped for a minute, like I mean, just had a good a good moment to talk, man. I know they threw these numbers at this man, like they did, man. Like yo, mandatory minimum sentencing and mass incarceration and all of that. That shit is a reality to this day for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to President Obama. For making it possible for 6,000 nonviolent drug offenders to come home this year. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? But that's a drop in the bucket. We got 2.4 million people locked up right now. Incarcerated in, the, in America. This shit don't make no sense, man. But my man C hit me up, man. <laughs> Got me on the phone. You like, yo, man, hit my Facebook page, my nigga. I'm like, All right, nigga? Like, I cool. I got you. Other day, man, this fool sent me like five pictures. He in the joke, man built up, t- And I'm like, yo, come on, throwing <laughs> it big. That's my man, yo, for real, man. I know, the- I know that brother doing fine. He holding his head up, man. Even though they trying to hit this man with some oppressive numbers, let's just say, man, those numbers is not. Cool, man. I ain't going, you know, put too much bids out there. But my man, they try to hit my man with some shit. Where as though, you know, we gonna be in a whole different phase of life when he come home, and I don't want that to be the case, man. I, I really hope that, you know, through the appeals process, through the process of just like really examining who the real criminals are in America, he can get some justice. And we can all move on, man. But big shout-out to C, man. Come on, yo. You my brother. If you getting this, if you get a chance to listen to this shit, man, shout-out to you, B. You that nigga, man. You had it locked out here when we was out here. And whoever don't know that, fuck them. Because <laughs> it was lit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But, yeah, man. Those my dedications, man. Right? That's who, That's who. you know, we doing this thing for them and Anybody that anybody that's listening to this know that's like them and anybody that don't know anybody like them and doesn't deal with anything like that in their life so they can understand that you can be into that side of life and you can have all these experiences but you can still come out on the other side and be somebody like me and like Vito and be cultured and be responsive and be into a whole lot of different things because your life is more well-rounded than that. You don't let one particular set of circumstances define you. You gotta create your own circumstances out here. Create your own reality. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Black Broadway is about, man. But at the same time, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give respect to reality because reality done had me on my ass out here, man. It's just been crazy, 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 man. But we can talk about it. We can pull it up. I guess we gotta start from the beginning, just on a base level of bullshit. <clears throat> Suck ass niggas broke in my car and stole my whole microphone. I like this. I mean, I'm out here investing in myself. Buying like a really nice blue Yeti USB microphone to do my podcast on, and like I'm coming home every day and. I'm wilding, first of all, because I'm treating my car like it's some type of fucking vault or something. Like, you know, got the good alarm, you know, nobody's breaking into my shit. Right? They do, you know, it's going to be real obvious. It's not going to be nothing like, you know, I'm not leaving anything on my seats or anything like that. I'm not giving anybody any incentive to break into my car, or so I thought. These assholes, of course, it's, you got haters is watching you, so somebody's been watching me, and they see that I go to my car every day. And I pull stuff out of the trunk. I put stuff in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? And that's really like my equipment. Like, I ain't even, I ain't got no work. <laughs> so like, I don't know what you really thought you was getting, but they just, you know, they knew it was something. So, haters one night decided to break in the whip. I don't even know how they got in because they didn't break the window. I was I was actually low-key excited about that. I was like, eh, eh. y'all niggas, are, all right, at least you did break the window. <laughs> but they ain't break the window, broke in the whip. Went directly to the trunk. Didn't even really concern themselves with a lot of the stuff that was in the car. They took a little piece of weed that I had sitting in my fucking uh, box or whatever, my little um, armrest box. That was Patty. So like, you fuck ass niggas, could at least left the weed. But whatever. Went in the trunk. Hit me up. Got my microphone. Got a a bottle of Tito's vodka. It was pretty good. Um, the Stussy jacket that I loved. I didn't even get the bust it yet. It was a little stussy, like, trench raincoat, man. It was tight. Uh, a pair of Kobe's that I never fucking wore. Never even wore those Kobe's. The niggas got them, like, right? so sad. And, you know, just other little miscellaneous odds and ends. It wasn't really nothing I could really put my, put my finger on that was super <clears throat> important or super valuable that they got other than the mic. And at first, I was like, oh, that's nothing, whatever. But then I was like, damn, yo, these dicks really took my microphone. And I was like, kind of upset about that shit for a minute. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go get another one. But nah, I had to go the fuck out of my way to get that microphone. I'm not like a, a, a order shit from Amazon kind of guy. Like, I Totally like to go to the store. I had the whole experience. I had a whole experience when I bought this microphone. I, man, I worked these motherfuckers at the counter and everything. I mean, I'm talking about I negotiated the best possible price for this microphone and got a free stand and all of that. Like, it was lit and a free bag. Took the fucking bag. Fuckers. Anyway, man, got my shit, man. So that shit happened and you know, it was kind of upsetting to me put me off for a minute. Not even so much to say that that's responsible for delay the in podcasting. Not at all. I definitely could've, and eventually did, go out and buy another mic, you know, whenever I wanted to, but making the time and putting in the actual effort was something that, you know, it, it would have took a little bit more of a toll on me. And I wasn't even really trying to do it at the time. I wasn't. That shit is that's his lame, but it's true. That's why we call this the vent, cause I'm gonna keep it a foul. That's really what happened. So I'm like, hey, right, here we go with this shit. So microphone gets stolen. I'm not tripping though. I'm just life goes on, right? So yeah, like we said, life goes on. Now I forget that. Oh, I got a son. And he's eight years old now. So he's in that make him in third grade, right? Yep, third grade and i know for myself personally i've been alive a little while now 30 plus years out here and uh the most trouble for real like almost in my whole life i can remember being in was in third grade that shit was it for i'd like never went to recess in third grade i like never got a chance to do like fudge. i wrote all the time i was in so much trouble and i was like damn son I don't want this for you, but uh, it's about to be your life, you keep fucking around. And it's only October, you're bullshitting. Like, you got a whole year to turn this around, but you got to stop. You got to start now. So I'm on his back. I'm like working with him and all this down the third, man. This teachers calling me. Teachers text you now, you know what I'm saying? They text you. They're like, yo. i am like, oh, my goodness. I don't barely want to answer texts from people that I, I really, 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 really like, much less a teacher that I don't even know, like, fuck out of here, I can't believe this shit, but they texting you, B, they, they will text you, they texted me at work a couple times, man, I was like, ah, oh, it's too early in the school year for this shit, so, yeah, I'm like, Full blown parenting out here, man. Third grade, third grade parent struggles this is fucking hilarious. Like, one day we'll have a a full talk about that with some with some similarly afflicted souls. You know, what I'm saying because it's real shit out here, especially as a father. Like, that's kind of more or less what we really need to talk about. Like, you know, like being a black dad and remembering if you can remember how public schools if that's your experience if you can remember our public schools and just education in general was just like totally not tailored or catered towards you really really succeeding and you saw other people in much more ideal situations and setups to like really blow and succeed and it wasn't really in the cards for you like that just because of where your zip code was you know what i'm saying it's really fucked up but i've seen all of that and now i'm trying to like politic around that and like put my son in the best positions you know we trying to elbow our way into the zip codes and they still playing dirty we not mm -mm, no we not gonna fuck around that's just cause they just change the game on you all the time they just move the goalposts. that's all so you gotta keep up with the game you gotta keep up with the movements and that's it and that's all man it's a lot of shit that was that was going on but anyway like I said that's just a part of reality kicking me in my ass and letting me know like yo Like you think you are (laughs) like chill out for a second and also along with some jewels that my brother Vito Bronson dropped on me just in a conversation we had earlier today just about like you know you don't win the Super Bowl in week five man you know what I'm saying and you gotta know where you are and like respect the perspective of where you are and where you coming from right now you know And, and I I really appreciate that, and respect them for telling me that, because this brother know me forever, man, this is my man, 100 grand, for real, like, this is a dude who I know since, man, what, 8th grade, maybe, 8th or ninth grade, you know what I'm saying, we met each other where we used to, we used to, and still will bust anybody down on some rap shit, but that's a whole nother story, but that's where our original creative outlet was and that's what originally you know what I'm saying brought me to my epiphany that I got to connect with the people like I got a story to tell I got a message you know what I'm saying like rapping and shit it went so far away from telling a story and so far away from having a message that at a certain point even though I'm still nicer than anybody you know I don't give a fuck about being a rapper fuck a rapper like fuck them niggas for real, <laughs> but it's a lot of niggas out here that can rap and that's trying to do it the right way and that's doing it for the right reasons, and I respect that. But for the most part, the game is just about. It's like selling crack. It's like it's like any other hustle. It's just like, all right, yo, man, get that work. Just stay in the studio. Pay the pay the niggas in the studio. They basically the plug. Any nigga with an MPC and a microphone in a bathroom and some cords and you know, some space is the plug, that's where you go cook up at, all right, now let's just flood the market, somebody gonna buy it, you right, somebody is gonna buy it, you gonna make some money, if you make a little bit of money, and you got a little bit of sense, you can put those two things together, you can, you can blow, I, I get it, I understand, well fuck all that rap shit, anyway, me and my man Vito Bronson, we rappers, we real rappers, we real niggas who, Will always be able to have a serious rap battle no matter how old we get. And that's a fact. But anyway, that's my brother. And he gave me a lot of little pieces about, you know, how what I wanna do as far as Black Broadway is concerned and as far as like being in the media is concerned, is gonna be accomplished like a little bit at a time, just step by step, inch by inch. And I gotta really like focus on. The process More so than Looking good within the process You know which is Kinda against my nature Cause I'm always about looking good And about like the look And about the like The, the presentation of things But you know I'm also equally about the work But sometimes those two don't coincide Like a lot of shit that you got so A lot of the work that I gotta put in And the shit I gotta do is not sexy That shit will not have me at Marvin's on Monday That shit will not have me at You know wherever you partying at this weekend, whatever, whatever, like, cause, just because I got to do this, or I got to do that, and there's a lot of people that understand that, but then there's a lot of people that's comfortable with that only to a certain extent. They, they'll do that, but only to a certain extent. I feel like I don't, I found myself being one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people. I'm taking this shit to the top, yo. and you know that, we all know that, man. It's my brother and I thank him for putting that back into perspective for me, cause that shit was mad serious and like, you know, it, it gave me a lot of um, a lot of perspective on, you know, what I need to do moving forward and shit like with our podcast goals and all of that. So, like I said, we're gonna talk about all of that in this episode, man. This is called the vent, yo. This is the vent. I already did a little bit of it right now. Got a little bit of shit on chest. That's just a little shit. That's that's the shit that's kind of kept me away from the microphone for the last couple of weeks or whatever. And that's like a slight bit. <sighs> I feel bad. I dead as do. So, now I think, yo, yeah, since you know, since we last spoke or whatever, you know, it's been a lot of things happening, a lot of cool, a lot of, fuck that, a lot of historic shit has happened since the last time, you know, I had the privilege of blessing the Black Broadway podcast platform, so, you know, I just happen to be at some of that shit, you know, life ain't never that crazy, like, I am always going to be there, you ain't never there, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, out with the squad, and it's just, you know, there's a lot of great things, and I'm, I'm really glad to be a Washingtonian, really glad that I'm in this area, and that I got to participate, and I got to... Embark on some of this cool shit, man. I think what the first thing that was really dope, Landmark Festival, man. Landmark Festival was ill because I didn't expect for it to be as big as it was. And it was, it turned out to be big. Now, I heard a lot of tickets was getting comped at the door and all this, that, and there, but whatever. I mean, it was, Landmark Festival was essentially a fundraiser for the National Park Service. So, it wasn't really about, like, um you know, selling out, it wasn't a Ticketmaster or a Ticketfly or a Live Nation event, it wasn't really, it wasn't really promoted or sold in that manner, so for what it was, the turnout was incredible, and I mean, everybody gave great shows, like, I seen all the Drake footage, Drake killed out there, they had the fucking fireworks shooting off on 395, you know what I'm saying, like, they really did it out there, down in them west potomac park like really right down there by, by the tidal basin it was a good look man right? it was actually cool for the city i don't know if they're gonna do it again because again like i said this is a fundraiser if you know they can get the permits together and the national park service is down they can do it again maybe bring somebody else some more talent some more acts that'll be a good look i think the city would appreciate it for real i think everybody would like that yo like the second day was lit as well, like the sec- I, they kind of like demographized, or if that's a word. Or they tried to split the crowd up by demographics. They tried to like have like all the urban acts or all the black acts, all right? fuck it, all the black acts on one day and they had all the, you know, ma- more mainstream major white acts on a second day like they had strokes in churches like and hey, I love the strokes man like I've always loved the strokes I've loved the strokes since the first time I heard them you know like the first time I see Julia Castleblank is I was like that's like a white me right there <laughs> like that's my that's my fucking spirit animal right there man like leather drugs you know well fitting jeans and really 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 nice looking women I'm with this guy. I, I know what this guy is on. I I, rel- I relate 110%. <laughs> this shit is speaking to my soul. So, like I said, I've always loved The Strokes. I've always loved their music. And they were the headlining act for the second day of the Landmark Festival. Um, Churches was on the bill. A couple other bands that I'm not as familiar with. But still, great shows. Great look for the city, man. So, that was tight. Um art all night was um, popped off too uh, art night um I, I can't remember it in French because I don't speak French but all of my French listeners you know what time it is that's what they called it art night in French and it was beautiful like it was a lot more uh expansive this year it went all over the city it went like to southeast it was in um lower northwest it was all of course it was all over Shaw that's where it originally started at it it even spread over the Northeast to uh, 8th Street so it was a really really dope look man. 8th Street Festival was great that happened since the last time that was huge I mean they had 8th Street Festival literally for like 3rd Street to like 3rd and H to like 14th and H. and if you know the city that's pretty much that's almost about a mile like, maybe a little bit more. That's a lot of land. And uh, they had it covered with vendors and stages and live entertainment. It was lit. It was like, it was something It was something to behold. It was the last of the great city uh, street fairs, street festivals. You know, we don't got Georgia Avenue Day no more. We don't really got U Street Day no more. You don't really got... Adam's Morgan Day anymore, like they didn't block off the street this year, so it didn't really happen in the way that it usually happens, it was just like, you know, a different kind of thing, and the city was different this year, as far as uh, street festivals go in the summertime, but they still had it up, um, oh, of course, Howard University homecoming, yeah, that happened, yo, it rained. What, what else is new? You know what I'm saying? It rained every year on how University homecoming. I don't know why anyone expects anything different. But uh, Future came through. I had to tell that I didn't even go to the Future show, though. I couldn't even go. Like, I just did. I, I actually was invited, but I didn't go because, one, I didn't want to drive all the way over to Echo Stage. That's a pain in the ass. And, two, I was over at Black Whiskey washing niggas up on the pool table. <laughs> wash it niggas up, ran the whole house over there, ask about it, yeah, you know what it is, <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good time, it was a good time, man, so, that was, like, my how a homecoming weekend, it was a nice time, man, just, a lot of, a lot of cool, old fun vibes going on in the city, and then, like I said, man, some, um, events of historic import, like, happening right now, right in our hometown, um, Stevie Wonder came through and popped off with the free concert. I don't know if that was before or after I took a little break. I don't know, but that was important, man. Stevie Wonder came through popped off with the free concert like in the morning, like somewhere in RFK, over there by the old Redskin Stadium, RFK. And that was tight, but then he came back and he performed at the Verizon Center. Uh, he did basically the entirety of uh, Songs in the Key of Life. And man, yo, you gotta, you gotta see Stevie Wonder, man. He's a national treasure. Like he's, he's one of those people that really, you're gonna be proud to say that you lived in a time where Stevie Wonder was creating music and performing his magic out here, man. For real, it's, it's definitely a dope thing, man. Important, man. historically important, musically important, and entertaining. So that's all of those things wrapped up in one, man. But uh, before we even wrap up our thing about events, we cannot forget about the appearance, pardon me, we cannot forget about the occurrence of the 20-year anniversary of the Million Man March in Washington, D.C., which was celebrated by the Justice or Else rally led by Minister Farrakhan on the National Capitol Stairs on, like, what's that? I guess that's the west front of the National Capitol Stairs, And it was just like where it was in the original Million Man March Gathering. It was significantly less people, but the vibe and the energy was just as powerful. It was just as powerful, if not even more so, because it was a lot more sisters out. You know what I'm saying? I remember 20 years ago, like I was a young boy. I was like a young teenager, like a real young teen, early teenager. And I was like, just looking around. The main thing I remember, like I said, is I met all my favorite rappers that day. That shit was tight. I met all my favorite rappers that day. Today, that I mean, not today, but uh, this time around, not so much. But, I mean, Brothers was out there. It was cast out there. You know, they, I saw them on the camera on the Jumbotron. They just might not have been in the sections where me and my son was at. But it was beautiful to take my son. The minister said a real good, powerful message. He had the people wrapped up. Like, people literally didn't leave. Nobody left. Nobody clocked out early. It was just tight to see, like, him have this crowd so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. You could hear a baby wail. Like, it was that real. Like, we was just, me and my son, we just standing there, like, listening. I got him on my shoulders. You know, it was just a real, it was a heartwarming moment. You know what I'm saying? Million Man March, Justice O.S. rally. It was one of those things that there was a lot of information offered in that speech. And I don't know why people expect fucking Louis Farrakhan to have some type of fucking answers for your ass. But, like, if you can't pick up something from wise from a man who has lived the type of life of protest and rebellion that he has and has spoken about it for as many years as he's done, then you just stupid. Like, you need to just listen to Farrakhan just because the wisdom of a man who's lived that many years in outward rebellion against the government and the system is worth listening to. He ain't get to be there by accident. And he's not standing over here coolant or none of that shit. You'll listen to a you listen to Colin Powell before you listen to Louis Farrakhan. And that sounds crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the minister, shout out to everybody who agree with him, shout out to everybody who don't, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't agree with everything the minister is about either, and that doesn't make him any less of a great man to me, as a matter of fact, I don't know nobody that I agree with everything that they ever did, like, some of my heroes, I could be like, man, he was on that bullshit with that, he was totally wrong, and that's okay. Like, you got to realize, like, life is not made of one-dimensional characters, man. This life is bigger than that, you know what I'm saying? It's a, And there's a lot of people in the world to quote another brother who was in town this week. And that was a really great thing. Yo, all my black Broadway listeners, I strongly suggest that you go out and you get Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates and read it and read it deeply, and read it like, you know, sensitively, read it like a novel, don't read it like a, a reference book, like, you're not gonna get, like, these indisputable facts and hard truths from this book, what you're gonna get is, like, a look at how one black man look at the world, read that shit, check it out, it's dope, for real, and ta Coates was in town this week, he was actually speaking at Howard University Crampton Auditorium, went and saw him, went and checked him out he had a conversation with one of my another one of a brother who i i look up to and i admire his work greatly uh dr greg carr he is um one of the most longest tenured professors at howard university he teaches africana studies and all types of african-american awareness and so on and so forth man we need to know where we're coming from in order to know where we're going and he's in charge of educating some of the young minds up at Howard University. You know, I got a little cousin up there, so I'm I'm definitely proud of everything that they're doing up there. Um, I was glad to be able to be in the building. I was glad to be welcomed and embraced and allowed to sit in and soak this up. You know, that was for free, you know. I'm just a cat off the streets from Uptown. So, shout out to Howard University for just even being there, for real, and allowing that to happen. But Ta-Nehisi Coates said, you know, uh, there's always been a certain amount of people that want to push the world off the ledge and then there's a certain amount of people that want to push it back and kind of get it back more towards the center. I just like to be in the latter group and that's really all it is man, you know what I'm saying? All this other shit man, everybody's trying to do and all this reality TV hype and you know fake celebrity and we so and we the blah, blah, blah boys, man, who gives a fuck, for real, for real, man, I'm just trying to make my contribution to making the world a better place, and teach my seeds and try to ensure that everyone that's in my circle does the same, and get the fuck up out of here, you know what I'm saying, for real, cause, yo, life is real, man, this shit is very, very real, and we don't have a lot of time, I do, so... We don't have that shit to waste. Like, nobody has time to waste. And I got to say, like, I mean, I was already feeling that way. But Fat's death definitely sparked it in me even heavier, man. You know what I'm saying? It just made me feel like, yo, I got to get this shit right, man. So, I tell you, that's why I'm back out here on this microphone once again. Me and my son, we had a great day. We went and rode out the. Rockville. I ain't been to Rockville in forever. Went out Rockville and got a new fucking blue studio microphone. Fuck you haters. Can't stop me, nigga. Still whatever. You can't hold me back. I'm out here. Brand new mic and you ain't getting this one. So Gia, one time for your mind. Black Broadway, Episode 2, You Street Fresh, Your Boy Kill. Out here riding dolo, man. We're gonna take a quick break, play some music. I'm gonna spark this spliff, man. I've been talking too much, like that's what I miss about having my co host. I could I could spark and it wouldn't be any dead air. Like I I can't do that here. You gotta keep this thing going. So we're gonna take a break so I can spark so I can get everything popping and uh we're gonna cut back with the vent. Cause the vents were, you know what I'm saying? The Vets yeah. brief, but the Vets real. Yeah. So we're going to do it. Get it? Black Broadway. Get it? Get it. Cook,
1: cook. Earth. Yeah. My yeah. dope in the bushes. My dope in the bushes. I know how to cook it. My bitch good looking. My bitch good looking. My bitch good looking. My lookin'. right. dope in the bushes. I know how to cook it. Yeah. 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 Ye- I did the digital dash. I put that bitch on the passenger. I got that duck in your bag. I said that you to your mama. Out on the street like the mama. To. You rats to never be honorable. They know I'm a kid of my word. I hustle the first to the first. These bitches be nagging the kid. They getting on my motherfucking nerves. I shot up a rex and they love me. I smoke and they and I'm smoking that back and no money. Tall bearing on these hoes. I'll give a Zan to these hoes. Got a plan with their nose. The avenue. I came to your city with revenue. I put in work, it was evident. I slide on your ass in the cell. i deuce. Wow. Come back in the bitch in the sixth tray. Chevy Mercedes, I keep them coming. Fuck all these bitches, I keep them coming. I pull out right now in parallel. I hit your block with the swingers. My niggas ain't never some bangers, So I sit in the trap with the gangsters. You can't come around here cause it dangerous. I be hanging around here famous i famous. Gotta keep the trigger by my finger. Sideways when I banged up. In the driveway on the perk I was sideways on the perk Had a stick on me, that's first Got your bitch on me, gettin' murked I post up and that's confident I boast up and a drop six And a ghost brush and I pop shit I'm a dope boy with that cot trip I came in the game I had crack on me Got babe on my back with some act on me I'm single and shit, now she lash on me I told him I'm back, I'm a bachelor. I get focused on millions and everything I just took me a trip out to Africa See how we came from the mud and the bottom, we did it I see how they counted this, I bet they never gon' do it again. You see why they niggas be hating? they knowin' I'm going right in. I was born to get this money and this life is sin. I pulled up before they got my dog on murder again. See the fucker i out the ass on the lama king. When you say you love a nigga, do you really mean it? When I was sleeping on the floor, you should see how they treat me. I pulled a activist pop pills so I can fight the demons. I did the digital dash. For the bitch on the passenger. I get a junkie of blast. I said it to your mama. Though. Out on the street like the mama. You rats will never be honorable. They know I'm a kid of my word. You know? I hustle the first bitch be nagging the kid. If you no, get you, know it,
0: know it, you I do forget it, like,
1: forget. To, like, told myself never to again. you make, like, I don't like, again. And we just be the again and again and like, again and again.
0: He just don't know, man He be out here venting like shit He be out here Like saying the realest Most nihilistic Most serious shit And Niggas be out here just partying Turning up But I mean Real niggas get it Like You sit back You be like Yo, that shit That's seriously how I feel at times, yo But I digress, man Yo, we back, son Shit Episode, what, motherfucking two, Black Broadway. Yeah, man, podcasting back out here in these streets, man. Like, the ultimate goal is to take podcasting and go into journalism and really get this shit popping and really, like, get out here and get these interviews and get these, get this information and not only, like, delve into other you know, societies or other segments of culture and stuff like that. will bring minds to them because, like, yo, I'm I'm an ambassador as well as a reporter. Like, I'm like I, I'm representing, yo. Like, I come from where niggas ain't supposed to really come from. So, like, here I am, though, and I'm pretty smart. And I'm like, yo, let's do it. Like, allow me to articulate the shit that y'all only like to, you know guess about you don't really know about it you can only like kinda sorta kinda feel where I'm coming from and whatever I guess but like I said man this is the vent episode yo this is the episode where we don't we just let that shit go man it's a lot of shit man it's just been uh, pent up man you know what I'm saying like it's just hard yo and to be real, I, I don't have nobody to talk to about this shit because I feel like the general perception of me is that I don't have no fucking problems or something. Like, it's like oh, who's that guy? Oh, he's good. He's, he's not worried about much. He's, he's da, da da da. He's da, da da da. And I don't even know what people think about me. That's not really my job. But I just feel like the way I'm treated is that, like, you know, I don't really have no problems. And I mean, okay, yes, I owe a lot of that owes itself to the fact that that's the kind of the way I would like to be perceived. But, you know, people that really know a nigga, I'll be like, yo, you know, and I'll be tight out here. Or it's not even you be tight like in any type of real jams. It's just the fact of pressure of life, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll just be like, man, when am I going to let this shit out? you know what I'm saying, what am I just tell niggas like, yo so here's what the fuck's going on, you and I figured hey, what better opportunity than on my podcast which I haven't been fucking with for a second because I've been so caught up in life's bullshit and fucking around, man, this has been ridiculous, you know, you only do the half, side, I got stories of ridiculousness that I could, we could sit out here for hours and talk about, but, you know, I'm not trying to get too personal or too deep with any of that. Like, maybe one day, we'll have fun, but for right now, I'm gonna talk about the most personal and deep shit that I can possibly talk about, which is me, and where I am going with this shit. <laughs> like, yo, I gotta change my whole my whole life son like for real like my entire life I have to like sort of like just readjust and it's a weird understanding but it's self imposed it's not like I gotta change my life cause my life sucks it's like I gotta change my life cause I want my life to be better and be different and shit like you know what I'm saying like okay if I was a nigga who was comfortable with what little bit of you know country I got As far as, like, the things that I can do. And it's stuff that a lot of people, other people can't do for whatever that's worth. But if I was a person that was comfortable with that, then I would be that guy. And, you know, I guess by societal standards, I would be cool like that. wouldn't be, you know, anything to be ashamed of. But for me, I couldn't live like that. So, like, I'm just like, trying to find exactly what are my parameters, what exactly do I want to do, what i what am I really doing for real, and I know, and I, I figured it out by now, after, you know, 10 plus years of doing what I do as far as being a barber is concerned, and being one of the best fucking barbers, period, for real, like, fuck all that, like, at the end of the day, I'ma always be that nigga when it comes to cutting hair, but, like, that's not what I would necessarily wanted to go down as when I, you know, envisioned what my life was going to be. And, I mean, it's much deeper than that, who I am behind that chair and what I do behind that chair than just simply a haircut. I don't never simplify it to that, but I know that my contribution is larger than that, so my contribution, a part of that is this. A part of that is actually... Recording and documenting the shit that i've been through like i said man my man fast yo that was my nigga, man like i mean i seen this dude i'm i'm not sure i always think about it man. if i didn't see fast graduate high school then i know it was like a year after that that we met and then like i seen his man go through all of these different chambers in life all these kids like Different jobs and shit. Like, everywhere I go, I see this motherfucker working there. Like, you see, we go everywhere. He's like, nigga, you working too? All right, (laughs) this is up. I'm gonna be back. That's how you go back. That nigga don't work there no more. (laughs) That is fucking life, yo. I mean, that's real. And uh, that's just the shit that I have. Those are the experiences that I have. Those are the experiences that I want to, like, share more with like the regular world. I feel like there's a lot more people that can relate to that particular slice of life than can relate to some super dramatized, super violent, crazy shit. It's some wild shit going on out here. And like maybe I'm desensitized. Like I'm not gonna fret. I didn't know the shit was that crazy until I started like looking at my situation from a more objective standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just was in it. So, I never really felt like, oh, man, this shit is fucked up or anything. I mean, I knew it was fucked up, but I was just like, I couldn't really quite understand how. <laughs> Until I stepped outside, I was like, oh, shit. So, you mean that's not normal that everybody that I know has been to jail or is in jail? You mean that's not particularly normal? Oh, okay. All right. Now I'm starting to look at things, you know, more objectively. And you start to be like, oh, shit, there's a whole entire segment of the population that doesn't really deal with the same bullshit. Like, and not to say that you can become a particular member of that population, but how can I live that life? I can't, I won't never be them but I need that life, I need that life for me and my kids, like, we can't be out here bullshitting, man, we under attack, like, how, how you not under attack, you know what I'm saying, and that's, like, that's, like, the struggle, like, where you be trying to get from, like, being under attack to not being under attack, you know what I'm saying, when are you able to attack, you know what I'm saying, and, like, um, you know, I've been in my life, I've been blessed enough to be in some positions to attack more so than other people have, but then I'm always, like I said, back in that defensive position too. Like, I'm under attack a lot as well. So, <clears throat> it's just about figuring out what I'm going to dedicate myself to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm really changing my career because, like, I see where the service industry in Washington, D.C. is going, and I see the high-end services that people is going to pay for, but also I see, like, the, the toll that places on you because that shit, don't, it don't have nothing in it. It's no heart in that shit at all. It's just getting money, and, like, niggas can't tell me anything about getting money when it comes to doing this. That's real talk. So I'm like, damn, man, like, is that all there is to it? I guess, like, you know, I mean, I, you can get more money, but will it be more, will it will it have more character, will it have more depth to it? Fuck no. So, you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go ahead and just, you know, live, and you're gonna get money, and you're gonna pursue your interests, so that's why I'm taking more of a serious approach than ever towards journalism in general, and Podcasting specifically, uh, went to see, uh, I went to see I went to see Tonahisi Coates this week, man, and he was really he was really talking that shit. He was like he was at the he was at Crampton Auditorium at Howard University, and he was really talking about how like we just gotta. Make our contribution to the world and be at peace with it. You know what I'm saying. You got to study. You got to sharpen your sword. You got to sharpen. I, I hope I'm not misquoting the brother because I really, really have a lot of respect for this dude. Hold this dude in high esteem. You know what I'm saying. As an author and just the way he he his voice articulates his black experience. You know what I'm saying. It's it's close to mine. It's similar enough, but it's not exact. But it's close enough. You know what I'm saying. I relate. So I'm like, okay, I like what he's talking about here. And he was just saying, man, you got to sharpen your sword and dedicate that shit to your people, to your cause. Like, whatever you're doing, get to be the best at it. Be a beast at this shit. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be a beast at this broadcasting thing. Like, I want to be able to get on any microphone anywhere in the world and, you know, be able to communicate to people. Like, I want to communicate. I want to be a better communicator. I went to college and shit fucked around and went for political science. I should have went for communications. Like, (laughs) that was definitely always the goal. But, you know, I feel like for a guy who talks a whole fucking lot, like, I'm kind of a notoriously bad communicator. So, that's really some shit that I'm working on right now. And... Maybe just having this moment of clarity on this podcast uh, help, you know, further that agenda. <laughs> like, fuck it. Um, man, it's just been so much shit, man. There's been so many things going on. Like, I, I'll i be honest. Fuck that shit, man. Like, I had a wall. Like, I had a wall within, like, myself and within what, what impressed me that I was able to pull off Like what what got me Kind of like oh okay I could pull this off I could pull that off Like no Then I hit a wall where I was just like Oh I'm gonna have to do this to pull that off no, no, no. I don't know Cause that's maybe I'm not trying to extend myself that far Maybe I'm not trying to You know s- Expose myself or make myself That vulnerable But that's bullshit man like, <laughs> that's not how we going to get it. That's not how we going to get it. And that's not how I'm going to get it. Like, I realize, like, I just got to go hard with this shit. Like, the whole thing is, you know, it's taking a big-ass risk. It's taking a big-ass chance. I can't even I feel like I'm taking a big-ass chance with this particular podcast right now. Because, like, I'm sitting up here. I'm not really fully charged up and fully amped, because, you know, I'm trying to let my son sleep and shit, I'm trying to keep it low, you know what I'm saying, I'm not really amped up where I need to be, quote unquote, to be on the air, but this is deeply personal, and I wanted to do this right here, right now, because, like, this is important, man, it's time to get out here and be real with my audience, and be real with myself. Like, yo, fuck this, man. Like, I really got, I got some goals, and I got an agenda here. And, you know, having, like, a guest on and shit every week is cool and all that, but, like, this shit is really about, like, what our mission is at Black Broadway. This shit is about who we are, who I am, who motherfucking Vito Bronson is, who, like, anybody else who I Officially Introduce you to And be like Yo This is Black Broadway We got some core You know Parts that Is not really being spoken of Right now Cause it's not really What we here to do What we here to do Is put this whole Entire thing together Like I'm all here I'm the voice It's it's my thing Alright cool Yeah i put this thing together Fine Now What are we gonna do with it Where are we gonna go What do we wanna do With Black Broadway You know what I'm saying You wanna have a a brand you want to make it like <clears throat> a network. What do you, what what do I want to do? And those are the questions that I gotta ask myself. Those are the questions that you know I find myself in in a leadership position. I just find myself being like, damn. I right, I really have to have answers for this shit before I keep on proceeding on in a certain path. I know one thing it's all about sharpening the sword so you gotta get practice you gotta keep going you gotta keep doing this shit like I don't know if motherfuckers is gonna be bored to fucking death listening to me talk right now about some shit you know what I'm saying and like hey if they are that's cool too because it's not a problem for me to take criticism and to take you know better notes and be able to do this and be able to hold a audience and be able to keep people engaged, you know what I'm saying, but for right now, I got some shit I'm just trying to get off my chest, so either you with me or you not, fuck it, and we riding, like, this is just what we gotta do, like, it's, it's one of those things, man, I took a lot of notes today, I went up, uh, to my old school little think spot, I went up to, uh, Banneker Cafe and... I like to sit up there, and I just sit on those steps, some concrete steps, and I, and I think. You know so i have been doing that shit since I was in fucking high school, for sure. And, like, I had a lot of little, I had a lot of epiphanies. Like, I had, you know, I had a lot of things that came across my mind. And a few of them I had to write down. Let me see. Like, oh, I had a more, I had a whole entire stream of consciousness about, you know, giving and how we got to as black broadway if we're out here and we represent DC like what are we offering to the community like everybody can talk anybody can say something like I, okay what what do I have to give I don't have much but I got a lot more than a lot of people you know what i'm saying like i, I don't have much but what i got i'm sure i can give some of it i'm sure Because there's so much areas where there's need. And there's no reason that somebody who's in a reasonably good position in any level, in any lane of life, shouldn't have anything to offer to someone who just needs a hand up, who's all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was thinking to myself, like, I ain't never had a whole lot of any one particular thing. But I definitely had a little bit. Like damn near everything, man. I've really had. I've been blessed to have a little bit of all of the things that make you a well-rounded person, and that make you an asset and not a liability in life. So, being an asset, you know, it's responsibility in that shit, man. You gotta go out and and do. You gotta go out and do shit. You gotta go out and represent. So. It's, it's heavy, like, it ain't it ain't easy, like, if I, when I jump out here and I said I was doing the podcast, like, in the time that I wasn't doing it, those couple of weeks, man, I'm, people are running up to me, and this is, like, subtly, like, yeah, so, you know, so with the podcast, my nigga, you know, alright, good? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm like, cool, 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 I get it, I get it, I, I mean, what can I say, you know what I'm saying? I had real shit going on. And like I said, I don't be having nobody to tell none of this shit to no more. Like, I I feel like future in a lot of ways. Like, you know, you do what you pop, what you, pop you do what you want when you pop in, but you actually can only do that shit because you're popping. Like, you can't really do what you want. <laughs> like, it's, it's a paradox. I don't know. I can't explain it. You know what I'm saying? But, I get it, my nigga, trust me, like, you know what I'm saying, so anyway, we got a lot of shit going on, whereas though, I had a lot of things pent up, and had a lot of thoughts that I was having, and a lot of, um, you know, just basically realizations about this podcast as well, Um, one of the things I realized is that, you know, even though, like, this is definitely a platform to showcase DC's best and brightest and like give everybody a shot and do fly shit. Like, yo, this shit is about the real niggas. It's about at the end of the day showcasing what it's like to be a creative in new DC. To highlight the real creatives from historical and old school DC really paved the way for any of this new shit that's going on right now that well, you know we call it creative but you know back in the day it was just being an artist you know but anyway all of that in old DC and to chronicle the experience of a young black man through these times of uh real life gentrification yo and like hey I'm a, I'm a young black male trying to raise a, a son in a city that used to be all black when I was little, now for him being little, it's like ah, it ain't. Let's <laughs> just put it like that. So I'm like, shit, man, what do we what do we do, yo? You know what I'm saying? Like how do how do we navigate this? What's the what are the spaces that can, you know, get you a little bit more acclimated to seeing what this is like and like, you know, seeing that there's black people that do this shit too. Like just cause you like art You don't gotta be Over here You could be over there With us There was a whole community Of us before They even came here You know what I'm saying And It's just kinda like Highlighting that For like people that's In DC That's not in DC You know what I'm saying Like Whatever Anybody that's listening To Black Broadway Anybody click on SoundCloud or iTunes And be like Yo this Black Broadway What's this about You know I'm your host I can walk you through that I can I can tell you a thing or two About a thing or two of those You know what I'm saying And that's what we represent We just It's about representing something Like it ain't about being cool And fucking shit like that I'm already cool Motherfucker It ain't about that What it's about is like Being Relevant And being like Socially responsible You know what I'm saying Like saying something that People can benefit from In some way Shape or form I mean I spoke on this A little bit earlier Like With this rap shit Like I really really love rap. I really love hip hop Yo That's my shit Like That's That's the shit That got me through High school it got me, Fuck high school That shit got me through Junior high school Got me through high school Got me through college Just being a rapper Being nice Having the pen And having Notebooks And volumes And volumes Of rhymes To like write and to, to vent through, you know what I'm saying, now I'm a little older, I don't do it as much, but, like, I still got books, but I don't do it as much as I used to, I spend more time, like, dealing with a, a eight-year-old kid, or, like, working, or, like, you know, drinking Jameson and shit, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, <laughs> I'm out here doing those type of things, and pursuing that avenue of life in a a different way, even though I already did it as a younger man, you know what I'm saying, I just don't have the energy, so anyway, that used to be my vent, that used to be my outlet, and now I realize that, like, more and more, I'm starting to see this as my outlet, I'm starting to see this podcast thing as, like, my my outlet to do it, and I like it a little bit more so than even like rap for that because I can be a little bit more succinct. I can be I could be concise, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to put this shit in sixteen bars. I'ma give you this shit as long as I want, as long as you're gonna listen. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it's gonna work. So, you know, this whole entire thing is just gonna be an experience. This is gonna be a different type of ride. And it has to be about something. And what it's about is like I said, our mission statement. It's new creative D C And old historical creative dc seen through the eyes of a young black male yo it's like we out here this is this is it this is our podcast this is what we see now we invite everybody else's perspective because that's what we want that's who we want to talk to you know what i'm saying we want we want to hear from everybody that's out here we want to hear from the ladies we want to hear from the white dudes, we want to hear from the white ladies, we want to hear from the Latino community, men and women, we want to hear from the Ethiopian, Eritrean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, like, hey, this <laughs> that's my story, my nigga. <laughs> this is me. I was born in Washington Hospital Center in 1981. So, hey, you do the math. I've been out here for a minute. So, here it is. And, you know, I just want to thank, like I said, I want to thank everybody for listening. To any episode Of fucking Black Broadway But if you listen to this one Fuck with me man Cause I'm serious Like I had to get this shit Off my chest a little bit man There's a couple other things Man I don't know Yeah There's a couple things I do need to go Into this shit man Like When I see people out here Talking about like You know yeah, got yeah, Suggestions on this And suggestions on that I be like yo That's cool and all of that But I don't like Suggestions as much as I like motherfucking the fucking Full blown actions Like alright So you told me You didn't know You said on this podcast you ain't know About such and such and such Yo I listen to your shit I like your shit Let me tell you about such and such and such I be like oh, okay I like that Now telling me what I should know Or what I should do not with none of that shit, man. So like there's a little bit of that going on and man, I'd be like, come on, man, Like we try to we try to grow out here. We try to progress. So like either you helping us grow or you not out or you out here, you know, not spread love. And that's not even really a thing 'cause that's only happened like once, maybe twice. So you know what I'm saying? The majority of the comments that I get, the majority of the talk that I get from people Is love. And, like, I appreciate anybody that's out in the streets just, like, showing this shit support. Because, like, hey, I see you niggas at, like, all these little events that I be at. All these little parties and bars and da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? We know each other well socially. But I want to change the dynamic of, like, those relationships. Because I feel like, you know, we all got productive professional or family lives Mm -hmm. or whatever that we lead outside of all of that shit. And like, you know, that'd be our little fun time That'd be our time to just do our shit But like, we deep out here We heavy, like, we keep We keep U Street going We keep 8th Street going We keep, you know, Largo or, or TGI Fridays On um friggin what, What's that, Twenty Second Street? Keep that shit going, like, that's a real Cohesive community, and there's power there Like, we can organize that shit And we can really Do some shit, so like I'm trying to kind of put that together. Let's let's work on that, you know what I mean? Like so hey, Black Broadway is a all-inclusive network. It's much more than just a show. It's much more than just like a thought of something that's just kind of abstract. No, it's like a real organization about to get that 501c or something like the like the old NFL yo know, we got to do something cuz this shit is real i want to be able to say i contributed something more than just talking it out my fucking neck so who cares like let's do let's do something for real so like all that love and shit that you know we getting in the streets and all that like support let's let's all translate that into something serious like my role model with that is one of my favorite guests that I ever had on this show, my man, Mr. Tony Lewis. Man, all love and respect to this guy. Man, he keeps something positive going in the hood, and like keeps um, an event, an actual physical forum where you have to show face, <laughs> pop it, and that is what's really good. Like once you start to build that coalition of people. You actually see them, and you can touch them, and you can have that network. Then we can grow from there. We can get more people out to see and touch everybody, and it'll be it'll be lovely, man. I I see it going that way. I feel like it's going up. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, really proud of a lot of the things that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I really do. I really do think that we're going to be able to take this thing a lot further than, you know, even we expected because the city is hungry for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, people keep telling me that. They're like, yo, the city wants this. Like, they want somebody that's going to, like, kind of put, bridge that gap, bridge those communities. And that's all I ever really been good at. <clears throat> and, like, even in life, like, I could always bring the nerds over to the hood niggas and vice versa, because it was just like, yo, I'm I'm straddling both of those worlds, kind of, but not, you know, really being super accepted in either one of them, so I'm just kind of like in my own little fucking world, and that was cool too, like, you learn... In life, as life goes on, that you, it's, it's all right being in your your own little space and in your own little identity. But a part of your identity, if a part of your yourself is so inclined to want to, you know, serve your community and want to better the conditions of the cultural group you find yourself a part of, hey, we should all organize around that. Maybe we could do some fly shit together. Just maybe. And we don't all have to listen to the same fucking music. We don't all have to like fusion. We don't all have to like fucking wear the same dumbass expensive tennis shoes or whatever the fuck it is that we think makes people acceptable to, you know, to join our groups. We don't have to all wear the same dashikis or have the same natural hairstylist at the same, you know, African owned boutique Like just you know let's just put all our Preconceived notions of what Makes a real rider and a real person That's down for the cause away And let's get about making Some shit happen man But like I said, yo I could go on And on and on about all of that Shit and this is just Having a chance to get Some of it off my chest and god It feels good I feel so much Better I'ma sleep so fucking Good and I promise all the people, and this this is some personal shit right now, all the people that I'm supposed to reach out to, and I, that, you know, I owe y'all some real talks and some real, you know, just real moments of my time, man, family and otherwise, like, I'm, I'm on that, like, I know it's, I know it's, I'm in like a weird space right now where I'm not really talking to motherfuckers, so it's not even. I'm talk, not talking. I'm just not. <clears throat> I'm not that a kill no more. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not trying to waste no words. I'm not trying to waste no time. I'm not trying to waste none of the precious moments that we got out here in this life, man. Like again, ton of easy coats. My influence, like my favorite author of the moment talks about like the fact that you know life is so precious and our lives are so fragile you know what I'm saying and that's a concept that's not lost on me I I totally (laughs) feel that and totally understand that like but at the same time you can't function with fear which is another concept that's not lost on me you gotta jump out there I'm gonna end this like this yo this is really what pushed me to the point So today After I go Get the microphone And all this Down the third Right I go down panic. I go to Thinking steps And shit Right Sitting on the steps On the field Right There's some Some young dudes They about like You know 21 22 23 Whatever They playing football And I'm like Yo man I remember when me And my niggas Used to play football This shit We used to Get the homies And be like Fuck it I still smoke you Out there on the with the field. I ain't cool. Niggas ain't doing that right now. <laughs> but I remember we used to. So anyway, I'm seeing the dudes out there, they playing football, kind of watching the game, you know what I'm saying? One dude, he throw the ball out there, and there's a one guy, and I saw him jump out for it, and he didn't really like, he didn't really want to jump all the way out. To reach the ball He just Kind of wanted to Put himself out there Just a little bit And he didn't catch the ball And I was like It's interesting Because when we used to play Nothing felt better To me Than like Laying out for a ball Even though you knew You was going to get punished Like You just It was just the feeling Of just being in the air And Catch that ball Then all right, It's time to hit the ground You brace yourself in the fall. And I was just thinking how man that shit is wild, because that's the state of metaphor of the station in life that I'm in right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta lay out. Like the ball coming. If you jump out there and you lay out, even though you know you're going far, you know there's gonna be some consequences here. You don't pick my
1: voice <laughs> But you're probably gonna catch the ball.
0: And catch the ball reaching your goal, is important, it's important you, in the context of the game, you, hey, it may or may not be the determining factor in the game, but it's definitely important, it's definitely one
1: that's your goal, so what you want to do, you want
0: to lay out for the ball,
1: or you want to just
0: jump on there just to
1: tip it, okay, I don't
0: know what I'm saying, I made my decision, so, I'm I'm a throw money, baby. like I said, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 2 is there,
1: What kind of caps I got the balance of them all? Somebody pop them before we pop them off. before we pop them all. So this ain't nothing, but it's all I need. And the bleak in reach, but the peak is
0: on the feet. And it feels so good. It feels
1: so good.
0: It feels so good.
1: It feels so good. It feels so good. the fall. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of the fall. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of the fall. I've the ground yeah. yeah. to fall. I've uh, uh, yeah. the yeah. ground. Thank <laughs>